Often, we as Christians are lectured by our glorious secular leaders about the need to respect the separation of church and state. While at least in America, the U.S. Constitution says nothing specifically about the separation of church and state, save that the Congress will not establish an official church, the legal tradition itself dates back to his basically a letter Thomas Jefferson wrote to some Baptists during his presidency. And for whatever reason, that has become the legal practice, the recognition of a separation of church and state. Again, Constitution doesn't really say much about that. The Catholic Church opposed this idea until the Second Vatican Council, and like many other things that came out of that pastoral council, it was largely tur turned out to be a bad idea, because in reality, when the church and state do not work together to create a competent moral order, what ends up happening is that the state takes on powers to establish what is functionally a secular religious order. Going so far as to attempt to tell religions what is allowed to be taught or practiced in some cases. We saw this in Houston, when the mayor, who is, or maybe was at this point, a member of the James Martin Brigade, threatened faith leaders in her city with fines and worse if they didn't submit their Sunday sermons for her approval to ensure that they didn't contain naughty speech. What the church teaches about the roles of church and state in a sane and right-ordered society is a topic for another video, as it is a lengthy subject. But suffice it to say for now, if the church isn't at the very least an active part of society that is respected and allowed to operate supremely in her realm and to act as a check against a state when it acts outside of what it should be doing, the state will, will take liberties and begin to dictate to the church. I have such an example of that for you today, the state dictating to the church, and it's beyond nuts. So let's get into this. But first, I wanted to thank everyone who has in the past couple of months either clicked that join button or decided to support the channel through Subscribestar, Patreon, or directly in the old-fashioned way. It is truly appreciated, especially in these uncertain times. Everyone who subscribes to this channel is in my prayers, and your support is always humbling. If you'd like to support the channel on a recurring basis, options for that are in the description of this video. Thanks again, and God bless. Our story takes us to the great state of Tennessee, home of fine barbecue, whiskey, American folk music, lovely people, and a state run by bureaucrats who, in their infinite wisdom, have deigned from on, on high to permit the lowly plebs to return to worshipping on Sunday, as long as they follow their rules. And boy, do we have some fun rules. The bureaucrats in question come from Knoxville specifically, and if you went to Mass on Sunday in Knoxville, let me know in the comments, especially when you see how, especially considering how everything is still shut down there. The rules our benevolent rulers imposed are something to truly behold. What have they imposed? Well, specifically, the obvious, that everyone continue to keep their distance from one another as if each and every one of your neighbors and friends you see at mass might be a harbinger of destruction and the, and the end of the world. The specific stated rule is actually quite offensive. From LifeSite News, quote, Knoxville, Tennessee is allowing people to go to church starting May 1st, but its government guidelines specifically declare the physical taking of communion slash sacrament should not be performed due to the serial breaking of physical distancing across a congregation, end quote. In other words, the state has allowed us to go to church, but has decided for us that reception of the Eucharist is not in our best interests. The absolute audacity of this imposition is breathtaking, and the best part is that the bishops and the faithful will probably dutifully go, continue to go along with it, regardless of how silly the rule is. Or at least they would, except, you know, the Diocese of Knoxville is still closed. So, did the, so is the Diocese of Knoxville going to go along with this? Well, given that the bishop there is everyone's favorite bishop who is on the internet way too much, Bishop Richard Sticka, 
You can take a guess. The man is in love with his block button on Twitter, by the way. He blocked me ages ago for whatever reason, and he protects his tweets so only his followers can see what he has to say, which is astonishing in a way. But the Knoxville rule doesn't matter to the Catholics in his diocese anyway, because, as it turns out, Bishop Sticka is one of the bishops still not permitting a restoration of the public mass until at least Pentecost, which this year falls on Sunday, May 31st. Bishop Sticka had the following words of wisdom to say on his diocesan website about reopening the parishes under his care. Quote, I realize that some businesses and churches may open their doors sooner, but we have 51 parishes and mission churches in our diocese, which covers all of East Tennessee. I feel it is necessary to carefully review the state, county, and municipal guidelines that have been issued, some as recently as this week. It is my hope that by the solemnity of Pentecost, which we celebrate as the day the Holy Spirit came to the apostles and day our church began, we can, in some fashion, return to public masses in our diocese. Bishop Sticka is working with diocesan pastors, priests, and healthcare experts to consider ways to implement the safety guidelines and mandates recently issued by public health authorities. We will need to be in compliance with these guidelines, Bishop Sticka said. We will use the next few weeks to make sure we're doing things properly. I know that all of our priests join me in looking forward to celebrating the Mass with our parish families once again, end quote. If you're smelling incense being pinched to Caesar there, you're not alone. And, and oh boy, those experts, some of whom want us to all remain locked in our homes until sometime in 2021, or even later, with no thought given to the state of the food supply, medical supply, or the consequences of long-term unemployment on human mental health. Yes, those experts. Wonderful people. Normally, I wouldn't turn to a Protestant for wisdom on this or pretty much anything, but the article going viral is from a Baptist commentator, and he does have some words of wisdom on this. The commentator is Todd Starnes. On the website for his radio show, he had this to say, quote, City and county leaders released a lengthy list of guidelines for church members and pastors. I was particularly curious about an edict from government leaders, banning what we in the Baptist faith tradition call the Lord's Supper. The physical taking of communion sacrament should not be performed due to the serial breaking of physical distancing across a congregation, the document states. Instead, the health department recommended that the Baptists, Methodists, and Catholics Consider guiding parishioners in how to connect with the spiritual aspects of these practices during this phase. What in the name of Billy Graham are they talking about? The city of Knoxville also told churches to remove communal items like hymnals and Bibles. Singing is discouraged as it is thought to be an activity that expels significantly more virus than talking, the, the edict states. Oh, no offering plates either. If applicable, use a donation box instead of the tithe plate, the government suggests and it's flat-out forbidden for anyone to extend the right hand of Christian fellowship or to greet one another with a holy kiss. Treat every parishioner employee as if they were potentially infectious, the government warned. Seating areas should be marked off to ensure six feet of physical distancing in all directions between households. I'm surprised the government's not requiring the churches to pay a 10% pew tax. End quote. Mr. Starn should be careful about invoking the name of a Protestant saint like Billy Graham, but otherwise he's right though I have to admit that there is no loss whatsoever of banning the sign of peace at the Mass. Personally, I can never stand that part of the Mass, and I, but I'm not usual, unusual in that regard. I've met more than a few Catholics who were driven away from the new Mass because of the sign of peace. The absolute audacity, though, of our benevolent rulers is breathtaking. Now, I guess given that Bishop Sticka has closed the public saying of the Mass until the end of the month, at least, if not longer, given how things are going, it does make you wonder if he will go along with the silliness once he does open things up again someday. Today, I'll probably find out for myself if my own bishop is reopening the parishes in my diocese for the public mass, and it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. 
here in Oklahoma, we can still go to confession as needed, and I absolutely recognize how blessed I am to still have access to that sacrament, while many do not. Now, you may be asking yourself, why are the bishops in many places, Knoxville included, and the politicians keeping churches locked down as long as they have but permitting me to buy alcohol, in many places cannabis, as well as going to the store and other places? Why are they essential but not churches? Bishop Athanasius Schneider had some thoughts on this in his recent interview with John Henry Weston of LifeSite. Quote, The bishops and the bishops' conferences, and even the Holy See, should insist on the governments to give to the churches at least the same rights as they have given to the stores where people can buy food, His Excellency said. If the government denies the church the same rights as they give to a store, then this is discrimination of the religion. During the plague of his own time, Bishop Schneider continued, St. Charles Borromeo ordered that the priests should celebrate Holy Mass in public squares, public places on the streets, on the corner of the streets, to multiply masses so that people could assist from their windows, end quote. Bishop Schneider goes on to say that these kinds of long-term closures imposed by the state represent an attack on the faith itself, and he cites the bizarre news that just came out of the United Kingdom, where it appears that the national government may keep the country shuttered until after Christmas. Think about that for a moment. Think about the consequences for the religious life of the people of that country if they go that long without the Mass. That, Bishop Schneider rightfully says, is an attack on the faith. And again, he's not wrong here. What are these people thinking? Well, we know that most bureaucrats not only don't share religious convictions, many of them are openly hostile to the faith itself and ridicule us for holding to it. And that begs the question, why in the world would anyone in a leadership office of the Catholic Church, or any Christian religion in general, listen to these people? I actually know the reason, though. Part of the American heresy is to elevate the legal and the political to the point of being a religion itself. That's what we do in America. We turn our political leaders into practically religious leaders, not realizing that our system of government pretty much disinclines the best and brightest from seeking public office. And, you know, it is a form of idolatry, to be rather blunt about it. And most of us are guilty of it to some degree. That's a major problem, and the fact that we defer to so-called experts who have a terrible track record in this and pretty much every other crisis that comes our way should disturb more people, but it really doesn't. Those experts have no more idea about how dangerous it is to deny the sacraments to people than, the, than do the bishops who don't get that why their preaching of the seamless garment is spiritual suicide. They simply do not understand what it is they're doing, so we need to pray for them. It sucks, but that's what we have to do. Let me know what you think of this, though. Are you in Knoxville and I found someplace else to go to Mass and receive the sacraments? Let me know in the comments. You might be doing someone a favor by letting them know there is another option. And please, keep praying for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.